Hey, welcome everybody. This is Ears Up In-Depth show number 20, and I'm joined with my co-host, Jeremy from SpectroRadio.us. Jeremy. Jace, I'm so happy to be here with you. Are you? Uh, these are what I look forward to the most out of the quarantine. It's just <laughs> calling you up. And hanging you know, out. I appreciate it. so much that. FaceTime we get now with the Instagram lives we do. Yeah, I know, right? Well, the Instagram lives, I think that's a cool thing. I think we should work on something. I'm telling you, I think we should do just a Jer and Jay sesh or something like that. <laughs> I yeah, think it'd be good. We've got to figure out something besides me commenting on you rapping chords. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is happening again? That's cool. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to look, dude. Hey, I'm just trying to get it. by. I applaud you. I think you did a gr- I think you did a nice job. I think it's good. Uh, Mark is in the chat and he says he just booked Disney World for June, and I really I don't think you're going to go, man. <laughs> Mark is the gambler. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be open, homie. But I hope so for your sake. Um, and then also I hope not for your June? sake. I don't know. Look, you know as much information as I do. Well, I think he needs to spill it, but. Uh, Jimmy, I think, is all from, you know, Jimmy, from my co-host from the Supreme Resort. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going in June. I think he's going, like, June 1st, which is, like, I, you know. I don't think it's going to be open. We, oh, we well, I am thinking California tonight. terms, because Florida is opening. No, I don't think so, man. I think they've opened up a lot in Florida, and they're going to be shutting it down very soon. That's my theory. In, like, two weeks, you're going to see all that stuff spike, and they're going to shut it down. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is that is that what's going to happen? Well, I mean, obviously, I don't know for sure, but that's my theory. <laughs> well, based on other based based on other things that have opened already and then immediately shut down again. Yeah, but did they shut down because of the spike, or did they shut down because Gavin Newsom saw too many people having fun in Orange County? <laughs> I'm talking about like internationally. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Mark says the last few days of June into July. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think he's going to be all right. I, don't, I mean, it is a toss-up because, again, Florida is weird and strange. And, um, you know, who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. There is a solid chance I see Mark because if they are open – at the end of June. Oh, you're I going. Will, I will be buying a ticket. Of course you will be. I can't not. No. Just uh, promise me, promise me that I can uh, deliver the eulogy at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Just promise me that. He loved podcasts. Yeah. Well, he tolerated podcasts. <laughs> what he loved doing the most was playing the recorder and like that's how you'll be remembered not just some weird fluke thing but he'd always ask me jace do you think that the people would tolerate me playing the recorder and i said jer absolutely but he was too afraid the quarantine gave him the power it did it finally broke me out of my shell but would you i want you to um organize the whole funeral cortege Mm -hmm. And um, I want, I would like for you to play an anthology of all my greatest hits. That would be what I would like for you to do. Oh, 100%. And in fact, we're going to do, we're going to have a New Orleans style second line where we just go, you know, marching through the street with a bunch of musicians, but everybody's playing recorders. <laughs> I think that, I think that's the way to send you off into the new world. It, it would be the, 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 a perfect tribute. If I'm in the new world and I can, 
attend in my you know my ghostly form. I'll do my best. <laughs> That's to right. Haunt it. <laughs> I just want to get a finger bone and bury it somewhere in Disneyland. What is that a thing? No, I mean it would be if I if if you gave me you left me in your will a thing one of the bones yeah, yeah. from one yeah, of my yeah. fingers yeah just like a pinky like my most my most dexterous recorder finger which one would that be sure your pinky I this would imagine the, this is the recorder that Brandy made for me that has spectral radio right on it oh um, nice yeah. it looks very good I love it well before we get to the show everybody if you are going to gamble and risk it <laughs> risk it all. And you're going to uh, go to the parks when they open. Don't forget to book through Concy Ears. Our friends at concyears.com will help you plan everything. It's no extra fee for all the stuff that they do, including you know helping you navigate the world, helping you book um, dinner reservations, all that kind of stuff, telling you exactly what's going on. And uh, they are here ready for you answering questions so follow them on social media until they're ready to start booking but they probably are i mean if mark's booked and jimmy's booked i'm sure concierge is still is, is booking now right i would guess i would i would imagine, I would imagine. disney is allowing bookings so okay yeah so definitely hit up concierge they're our good friends they're help keeping the show alive and uh we want you to use them exclusively exclusively don't go anywhere else. If I'm just pulling this out of my hat, Jer, but you know, maybe you have extra points on a travel. Maybe like Expedia points. Maybe you have extra Expedia points. Don't use them. Use them for something else. I mean, I, yeah. and I made that up. Nobody I know has extra Expedia points and has booked um, Disney World in the uh, last few days of June into July. I'm just making that up as I go. Well, it seems plausible. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I have two stories, Jer. You have some two stories. Again, the the stream of of Disney information is not uh, as the wide of a pipe as we're used to as we're used to seeing, but there is some more information sort of emerging, and uh, I'm 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 happy about that. It sort of was was almost difficult to choose a couple uh, news topics today. I agree. I had several to choose from. I'm happy about this. I hope no one asks why did he choose those. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> I'm still bitter that uh, the run Disney uh, virtual runs are sold out. That I'm still upset about that. Well, we should just have the ears up spectro virtual runs and we'll take all the excess. Oh my god, we could. We could do that. Yeah. We could like we could design metals and do <laughs> We could design metals. We could definitely do that. Maybe we should work we on really that. We really should do something constructive. I'm doing lots of things constructive. <laughs> Like okay. fixing, I really should do something. Constructive. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and go first, then, Jeremy, on your little story excursion? Well, this is perfect timing because the Orange County Economic Task Force of Central Florida made announcements on Tuesday that included guidelines for a phased approach to reopening large theme parks such as Walt Disney World and the Universal Orlando Resorts. So uh, things are moving down there. Nice. The guidelines include two phases, with the first phase requiring theme parks to operate at 50% of their regular capacity, and the second phase operating at 75% of their capacity. And then there'll be a phase three where things are just... I think phase three is we're back to normal. Right. Okay. Uh, Additional requirements mandated by the task force include all theme park employees must wear masks... Okay. Touchless hand sanitizers must be installed at all entry turnstiles, ticketing areas, 
and at the entrance and exit of every attraction. Okay. So that's good. Imagine, so cast members must wear masks. So there's going to be no costumeless meet and greets, I guess. Like Cinderella isn't going to come out or whatever wearing a mask. Right. Like there's, I don't think there'll be face characters. Mm -hmm. So because um, actually this week, this is a related story and we, I could have talked about it, but we'll weave it in now. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland has resumed character meals, like the meet, you know, the character breakfast and all that at Mm -hmm. the, the Hong Kong Disneyland hotel. Okay. Okay. So the park is not open, but you can go there for a character meal. Um, and those characters are, you know, Pluto and Mickey, they're in their costume, so there's yeah. no issues. But I didn't see in any of the photographs like Cinderella or anybody. So, are, are, Do you know if people are staying at Hong Kong Disney Hotel? It's operating on a limited basis, so you can stay there. It's limited, and there's uh, very strict social distancing measures happening there. Hmm. And, um, and at Shanghai Disney, they've also started opening some of the restaurants there. That happened in March. So um, slight movement there, but the parks themselves are not open. But they are also doing a lot of like ride testing, queues, um, queue testing, things like that. So those parks are gearing up. Okay. Um, additional requirements include temperature checks for all staff prior to their shifts with anyone with a fever in excess of 100.4 degrees being turned away. Um, wiping down all railings and surfaces after each use. Now, I don't know that's how, what that even means because maybe like on in ride cars because you can't go down the oh. queue and just, you know, <laughs> oh, you touched it. Okay. Now, oh, you know, you touched it. Okay. Now you touched it. <laughs> Every person in line has their personal cast member to clean right. up after them. That's Wiping how it's going to go. Right. Yeah, that would be like in uh, <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like you just have all those brooms running around sweeping. Right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, man. I mean, even if you do like, uh, you know, Space Mountain, right? Are they going to disinfect that car or wipe it down? They can't wipe it at, between every use. It doesn't make any sense. That seems like a lot. I don't. I think that would be tough. Yeah. Um, employees with flu-like symptoms are advised to stay home. Which, how is that not just regular, everyday operate? Like, <laughs> advised. Not right. required. Right. This is, the, this is the weirdest point of all of it. It's not required now. And that's a change. That you that weren't advised to stay home before COVID. If you, if you showed up with the flu, that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, and, that, and that's the worst part about working. Well, not even working, just being alive, right? And, and like... People are so sort of geared and programmed to work no matter what. Like my grandma was always fond of saying that she had never once in her entire life taken a sick day. And I'm like, do you know how many people you made sick working at your job, dumbass? Right. Like, are you kidding me? And then she hit me and then I, I, I didn't see straight for a day. Uh, but it's, it's that kind of thing where it's, it's the flu, it's a cold. It's a virus. You can still catch it, right? Whatever. I, I understand one's a bacteria and one's a virus. I don't care which because I'm too, I'm too smart to know those things. But just stay home if you don't feel well so you don't give it to somebody else. It's just, this should, that should just be a general rule. And, and, and I, I blame sort of the, the workplace for um, you know, managers and employers not being more tolerant of that because they think someone's going to abuse it. 
And we, I think we talked about it in the last show or the show before, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a cultural thing that is shifting. And ever since we've had the ability to work from home, you know, when I started working in two, 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, you did feel that guilt. You know, you felt mm-hmm. like that, okay. And I would be like, oh, I feel not great, but like I could probably just get through this day. Yeah, you and know, most of the time. You can to and figure it out. Right, and most of the time you can. But you also can, but like. like Eh. what's that it's not worth it and that's the no. thing now i see these i see people in the office and they're like oh like they're on a cross you know it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I made right. it. it's like get the fuck out of here go away yeah i used to work in in an office and this one gal would always come in sick constantly but she yeah. didn't do anything anyway she just always slacked off and it was like well then why are you literally why are right. you here and then when she would get up and go to the restroom or go for 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 break uh, my friend and I would would get up and literally Lysol her entire desk, her phone, her mouse, her, just wipe everything, wipe the handle of the door that she used to leave the office. Like, just I'm, I'm not trying to get your germs. Go yeah. away. That's what you got to do. You got to Lysol people right off. That's right. Um, in addition to these mandates, additional guidelines are listed that all employees 65 and older being advised to stay home in both phases of this um, okay. and tape marking out six foot spaces in the attraction queues. Oh, like that's going to be adhered to. Are you <laughs> you're first of all, I mean, think of all of the times you're in a queue where people are breaking the rules of the queue. Anyways, don't climb on the rocks. Don't swing on the chains. Don't stand on the chains. Don't stand too close to people. Don't be on your phone. Like all this kind of stuff, you know, to limit the, the right. Nobody's going to adhere to the six foot rule. Nobody's going to do it. They're going to be wedged in there because, yeah. Or those people who are like, oh, I've got to catch up with the rest of my family. It's like, no, your family should wait for you. (laughs) Excuse me, please. Excuse me. Can I just get through? Can I just? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I'll do it, but I won't move. (laughs) I'll have my backpack on. I'll turn my backpack towards you. (laughs) So it's a fight through my backpack. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, one time, uh, so at Disney World on Big Thunder Mountain, they have it's the interactive queue. So there's like this crank that you can turn, and it's low, so little kids can turn it. And you turn the crank, and the you know it makes an explosion go off or whatever in the distance. I once saw a kid, and the crank was like right at his face level, so there's like a handle, and he was he put his mouth around the handle <laughs> and was moving his head in a circle. <laughs> Turning the crank with his mouth, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, not how, <laughs> like around and around, and just you know, oh, I'm, I'm just thinking like <sighs> he's getting so many germs, but then now someone else is going to come along in five minutes and be like, "Hey." Sally, I can make this explosion go. And this was in a kid's mouth six seconds ago. <laughs> it's so bad. That's so gross. Were the kids' parents anywhere? <laughs> it, yeah, it was. It was a smaller child. And then I think they just were like, "Come on!" Oh, you know, God. it wasn't like chipping hey. a tooth, pulling him off of that thing. Oh, wow. Actually. That's disgusting. Because when do you think? I mean, look, everything is clean in Disneyland, but. Not every night, I would imagine. I would imagine that handle does not get cleaned off every night. Every night, even even if it does, 
this it was like six o'clock in the evening like it had been a whole day of that thing being turned by everybody in the 90 degree heat you know you're picking a wedge you know everything's going on all day and then you're turning the crank and then the kids licking the crank everything's going on all day that's right (laughs) (laughs) everything's going on all day (laughs) so i'll never forget that site um the guidelines that were released do not specify a time frame. So there's not like on June 1st, this is happening on this. It's, it's all that was a bit. That's what's still a bit nebulous. We don't really know um, or what requirements would be needed to achieve each phase. Mm-hmm. However, yesterday, which was Wednesday, April 29th, if you're not live, uh, the task force proposed allowing Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando the ability to reopen at their discretion and to create their own guidelines that align with the centers for disease control and prevention recommendations. So they don't even, you know, as long as I guess Florida's kind of opening, it's up to them. Um, Jeez. This this proposal was drafted together with Thomas Maslum, the SVP of Walt Disney world resorts and transportation operations. So they have Maslum (laughs) like Maslum different. And it said, quote, Theme parks and other venues of that magnitude shall each develop their own specific and unique set of guidelines following CDC recommendations and using best practices that will protect the life, health, and safety of their employees and guests. Chuck Whithall, co-chairman of the Economic Task Force, said, quote, ultimately, they're going to be judged by the marketplace. If the guests feel safe, they're going to show up. If they don't, they're not. 100%. I'm not going to show up until I feel safe. Yeah, you aren't going. Yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not going back. Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings said he agreed with Whithall's approach, adding the large theme parks are like cities unto themselves and could phase in reopening of shops and restaurants when the county's small businesses also begin operating again. Uh, now, just yesterday, also Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis also unveiled plans to reopen Florida that begin Monday, May fourth, with a phase one reopening. His phase one approach oddly made no mention of the state's large theme parks at all, but did indicate that gyms, bars and movie theaters will remain closed during phase one. Though museums, libraries, libraries and restaurants can all reopen this Monday, May 4th at 25 percent capacity, notably vacation rentals remain banned in the state. So. If restaurants can open and museums can open, but only at 25%, but gyms and bars can't open, like movie theaters can't, like where does the theme parks fit into this? Well, I mean, first of all, those those seem oddly exclusive. Or exclusional, I should say. Like movie theaters, what, because you're going to be in there presumably for two hours and where a restaurant, you know, if you're going to have a quick table turnaround, so you're maybe an hour, hour and a half, maybe. But at 25%, yeah, so maybe an hour, right? So maybe it's just the length of time. But why not gym? I mean, who goes to the gym for four hours? I don't know. I wonder if it's that, like, yeah, right? So I wonder if it's the amount of time you're going to be in that area. Um, But, you know, then again, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, like... um, when when the parks do open, if it's if it's there's a line between queues that are inside versus outside, like Monsters Inc. in DCA. I wonder if yeah. that'll be shuttered, but um, or like uh, Indiana Jones. 
Same thing, right? I wonder how many attractions will, not just from a social distancing standpoint, but if they're only allowed to open at 50% capacity or some limited capacity, how many attractions will they open, period? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's three phases, they then they because they have to staff accordingly, right? They can't have everything open, but maybe they did. What if they did? That would be an amazing time to go if you want to gamble. If you're at fifty percent capacity, it's a dream. That's, That's a dream. It's a dream, Jerry. <laughs> it's a dream. I think they should open Splash Mountain. Yeah, because I think that the mist and the chemicals in the Splash Mountain water will will mitigate some of the. Issues, sure, man. Uh, why not? That's my medical opinion. Yeah. Uh, now we have to stay tuned, though, because tomorrow, which is Friday, May first, mm-hmm. Florida Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings is expected to release more detailed plans on reopening. So we will have to stay tuned. Um, I just think it's a little peculiar that the governor of like isn't Disney like the biggest employer in Florida or the biggest probably Central Florida. Florida is known for these theme parks. Yeah. They're, and those theme parks are an anomaly in every state but California. And I think it's just odd that he wouldn't men- at least make mention of, by the way, we have this big thing in the middle of our state that you all come here for. And it's the only reason. So maybe I'll talk about it. And it, and it, <laughs> it's, it operates so outside of the norm of just any other business. It, it is a city unto itself that yeah. he wouldn't make a mention of it. So. Well, I, I'm sort of surprised that Disney World hasn't taken upon itself to sort of announce announce their uh, opening. Well, I mean, I guess you said they did, but it seems sort of kind of like uh, vague is the word I'm looking for. I, I want a little bit more specificity with how they're right. going to do stuff right now. I think it's still things are still so up in the air, and so many, you know, yeah. and the, no pun the intended. Thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. But they they also have to kind of figure out – I think they have to look at a lot of things before they decide if they're opening. Like if they open but airlines aren't taking anyone. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so many different variables that they need. And then they also want to appear responsible. So right. I, it, it could be that they're waiting for like Universal to uh, pull the trigger first or something like that. You know, you never know what they're – Yeah, I don't know. So many things that they have to consider – yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it, Jeremy. I don't like it. I just want them to open so I can go. <laughs> I was talking to my friends the other day. They're like, I miss Disneyland. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, miss, I don't miss Disneyland. I don't miss the parks. I feel like I was sort of, again, no pun intended, overexposed um, to the parks where I'm, I'm thankful for a break. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's in this uh, terrible scenario. Right. But um, I'm... I don't want to say I'm glad I can't go, even though I already said I'm thankful. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right now. I don't want to offend anybody, but um, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad it's not even an option right now because I feel I like it's going to be a break, mean. right? Because next, whenever we do go, probably me probably won't be till next year, just to let see how it all works out. Because, like you said, we still don't know. There are places in other countries that are opening up and then shutting down the next week because of the spike in coronavirus. Like it's, we still don't know what's going on. So uh, uh, maybe next year, maybe early next year is the first time I'll go, and it'll just it'll be so much better because I I get jaded really easily, I get bored really easily, I get uh, complacent really easily, and going to Disneyland so many times in the last ten years. I'm 
I'm kind of just bored. I've been bored with it the last few times I've gone, honestly. I like the environment and being there, and you sort of like, you have to like pull the nostalgia from your head and go like, this is why I like this, because I used to like it. Right. That makes sense. Um, so I think going next time, I think it's gonna, it will be a source of joy instead of like, well, we got two more days here, and then we get to drive home for six hours. So that's fun. <laughs> well, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I hope that or, that works for you. Or forgetful. That's a line but, from Robin Hood. Okay. Oh, never saw it. The um, cartoon Robin Hood? <laughs> They're remaking it, by, by the way. That's the next live-action Disney movie, is the f- smegging Robin Hood, dude. Are you kidding me? Classic. Oh, I thought you were saying Men in Tights. No. That's from the, the cartoon Robin Hood? Yeah, Disney? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh, Maid Marian, the, uh, the hen, whatever her name, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And she goes, oh, forgetful. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. I don't know what that well. Um, I will, the thing I think about them being closed is, yes, it's true that I can't go there, mm-hmm. but I would be happier just knowing, I like putting my head on my pillow at night knowing that, <laughs> Small world is playing somewhere on this planet. Do you really? Knowing that illuminations are, well, not anymore, but yeah. knowing that the, the nighttime fire spectacular is going off. Like, I am more content in my bed at night knowing yeah. that Disney is operating. Really? Like, honestly, yes. truly. You, you, you bu- think about that. Knowing that those parks are empty cuts at me somehow that I don't, I, I am a little, I walk a little shorter <laughs> every day because of that. That, that honestly, says a lot but also is weird to me <laughs> i'm such a I'm, aren't i such a good broadcaster i have such a, a breadth and depth of vocabulary where i use the word weird when it's not really weird but i just i would never have guessed that because you have so much going on in your brain at any given time you don't feel that like you don't feel <laughs> like a little piece of you is dead because those parks aren't open no no oh i really Lord. don't yeah, that's not how I, I just don't, that's not how I view the parks. It's not, um, I don't have that attachment to them like some people do, you know. Um, and that's fine if you do. I'm not saying that it's it's wrong necessarily. Um, but I just, I feel like I have more to worry about. I guess I'm a little more jaded in that regard. Like, they don't care about me. The parks don't care enough about me to, you know, lower prices or, or give AP something cool except a button or a magnet or, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm not, I don't, they could not exist tomorrow. I don't, I, it's not going to bother me. Oh, I, I guess it, it, for me, it's not, it's, I don't think it's only associated with Disney. Now I love Disney. So I mm-hmm. think it, that resonates with me really strong and we're talking about Disney, but like it bothers me that people aren't, uh, in a gondola in, in Venice right now either. Like, I don't like that. That's what mm-hmm. Venice is supposed to be doing. It, it bothers me that people aren't going up the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I don't like that these things aren't happening, but I particularly don't like that Disney is not operating. And I need to mm-hmm. know that Small World is being played somewhere on this planet at all times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hey, man. God bless. That's my story. That's a good story, Jeremy. Thank you. Um, well, I'm going to do a little shorter one uh, right now, and it is, oddly enough, about COVID-19, or, or actually, more importantly, uh, PPE, or personal protection equipment, I guess is what it stands for. Um, anyway, everybody has the masks, right? The CDC has recommended that if you go out in public, you wear a mask, a cloth mask, 
and uh, people on Etsy are raking in the dough, I guess. I don't know, uh, making cloth masks for people. I know Taryn's sister is making a lot of, of masks and donating them. I think she's doing a thing um, where, and she was going to put on Etsy, but I think she got so busy with friends and family ordering that she never really did. But it's like if you order one, she'll make an extra one and then donate it to the local hospital. But then the hospital's got a hold of her. So she's making like 40 or 50 masks a week, and she's cranking out, whatever. Um, our friends Charlie um, and Alana, they have uh, a couple kids, and one of their kids is making masks. There's, everyone's making masks at home, right? That's great. Well, so is Walt Disney now. They are selling themed cloth face masks for mm. uh, for your personal use, um, and they're all just different kinds of patterns. Of course, there's you know a Minnie Mouse uh, in a in a for, in the foreground and like a bunch of her you know the the red background with the white you know dots around. Uh, Forky from uh, Toy Story. You have of course Baby Yoda because you got to drive that hard into the ground. Sure. Um, there's all sorts of patterns. There's also um, like lower faces, right? So you you know when the the think of the area that covers your mouth and mm-hmm. nose uh, in a mask. They have those of like the Incredible Hulk. So you put the mask on and it's green and <laughs> look okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun, you know, Marvel uh, logos and a bunch of Star Wars things and and all this kind of stuff. It's being sold through the Shop Disney website, and they're expected to be shipped in June. So I feel like these are. Uh, mock-ups, and they're just being made in mass in China, and then they're going to be shipped over and then shipped out as soon as they get in. So you have to wait a whole month or more because it's uh, yeah. April 30th right now. So, um, And I thought that was, you know, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, this mm. is from Edward Park, Senior Vice President of the Disney Store and, and uh, Shop Disney. He says, our hope is that Disney's cloth face masks Featuring some of our most beloved characters will provide comfort to the families, fans, and communities that are so important to us. What a crock of shit. I, <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I'm so comforted by this, uh, by this mask with uh, Sully's eye from Monsters, Inc. on it. Like, that comforts me. This, right. is, this is what bothers me about, uh, about uh, like we're talking about. I know Disney doesn't really care about me. Be, and, and shows because they make the statement of we hope that these are going to provide comfort to families. No, just right. say hey, we're making masks now. That's really cool. Uh, something right, but it's that sort mm-hmm. of. I, I think of it as pandering. It's sort of like just talking down, where you're like the way you would talk to a four year old. Like, oh no, the TV's just broken. It's okay. And meanwhile, you lost the remote. That kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. It just it, okay, it, that's a good analogy. Thanks, man. Uh, it just bugs me. That that kind of like obvious see through crap just bothers me. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, the cloth face masks align with the FDA's recommendations on non-surgical, non-industrial grade face masks. The cloth coverings are sold for nineteen ninety nine in sets with four different designs. So you have like. The Star Wars series and, you know, whatever, or uh, Monsters, Inc., or Toy Story, that kind of thing. So you can't pick and choose. But 20 bucks for a set of four, that doesn't sound, uh, that doesn't sound too bad, honestly. Okay. Um, no. Disney will donate all profits from the mask sales in the U.S. up to $1 million to MedShare, a nonprofit organization that distributes medical supplies. Okay. So now I, can get, now I can peel myself off the ceiling. 
<laughs> right. In addition to the Medicare money, Disney is providing one million cloth face masks for children and families in underserved and vulnerable communities across the U.S. So that's cool. Why cap it? I don't know. It just seems weird. Like why? Why? Again, it's one of those things that I I just sort of it just sort of bothers me for no real reason. But if you're going to be philanthropic, why not just be philanthropic? Well, you're donating it, all the profits. That's cool. That's great. Why are you capping it? Thomas, if they isn't don't the make any money, they won't be around to do it in the future. But it, they're they're breaking even on it. So all the prop right assuming that they that assumes that they make two million, right? Huh? If no. they're donating the profit, if they're donating the profit, so if it costs them, and I, here let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Oh, they're this. donating the profit, the not profit. the revenue. Correct. Yeah, I was about to make fun of you because I was like, let me explain it. You know, and <laughs> because but because you do this, you know, for a living, um, right? So if it costs them ten bucks to make four, they'll donate nine ninety five. So they're covered. They're just not making any money, but they're paying employees and shipping and all this kind of stuff. So they're fine. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Now I'm back annoyed. I'm back on the ceiling. And this is, I'm telling you, let me work for Disney. Just run all this stuff by me. Because I would say, why are we capping it? Why are we capping this? You can put a deadline on it and that says like it'll it'll go through September. That's fine. Don't put a cap on it until the deadline. Either a deadline or a cap, but not both. There's no reason to. Just be just let it go. I would almost rather that they just say we're donating 50% of the profits forever on these. Forever. That would feel better to me than yeah. A hundred percent for a limited time. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Right. At first, I'm glad though. I'm mm-hmm. so happy because I saw this article earlier today, and I was like, "They're capitalizing on a pandemic. This is horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible." But now that you have said that there's a donation, plus they're donating yeah. one million of these to, uh, you know, people who need them. That that's great. So now I'm like, okay, I can breathe. And I was <laughs> like, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just it's these little things, man. As as a company, that for me stick out. But I'm not the normal person who you know what I mean. Like I'm not the people who get on who follow all the Disney social media and then comment about my favorite memory or what. Like I'm not that wrapped up in it. Um, and, and I feel like those people won't won't be offended by that. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but this is just I I'm like I don't know, man. I got a thing. I got a screw loose going on with stuff like that. Well, you got to be able to sleep at night. Um, I don't know this one. I, I'm ha- they're doing what they can. They yes. paid people for as long as they could. They paid people while they weren't working. They were paid, you know. In yeah. totality, I think they're doing all right by this pandemic. They're doing say. fine. They're doing fine. Anyway, that was my first story. Why don't you go ahead with your second story, huh? Okay, well, we're looking for things to do with these parks, right? Uh, they're sitting there empty. I'm crying. I can't get to sleep at night because they're <laughs> empty. Um, so while park guests are left wondering when they'll be able to return to Walt Disney World, the NBA, where the National Basketball Association, as us, uh, you know, for us jocks, we know what it is, uh, is eyeing the sprawling Central Florida Resort as what might be the perfect spot for them to host the games to finish out their 2019-2020 season, which was put on pause in March 
due to the quarantine. Wow. So they haven't finished the season. <laughs> it's just we're just up in the air. Yeah. I mean, we sort of forget that Disney isn't the only multi-billion dollar company losing money. Right. <laughs> but uh, the NBA has been considering several, several scenarios that would allow basketball to resume and finish up this season. And Walt Disney World could potentially serve as the primary location. The NBA has been leaning toward isolating their playing games uh, in, to be in empty arenas. Um, but it would be really right. easy because Disney World includes no less than 12 full basketball courts on its property. Really? Oh, I guess like the yeah. hotels and stuff? Hotels, but they also have the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Okay. So two of those, two of which are already built, lending themselves to be to broadcast television. Um, really? The large ESPN uh, Wide World of Sports, which had hosted spring training for the Atlanta Braves for many years. Um, on the basketball the- courts? What? Spring training for the Atlanta Braves on the basketball well, court? It's the wide world of sports, Petrus. They have oh. soccer. They have football. Yeah, they've got everything. That's where, that's where us running jocks go to pick up our race packets. Oh, I so had no idea. Of, it's, it's, a, it's a hotbed of jock activity, really. Hmm. Too soon. <laughs> I'm really driving the jock message home tonight. <laughs> um, and it features all the facilities the NBA would need. I mean, locker rooms, television, satellite, link-ups, all of it. Vacant hotel rooms across the property, empty restaurants needing business could all combine to host not only players, but staff, officials, and television crews. I love it. Well, Disney World could be the perfect solution to both the NBA's problems of where to play and keep the players quarantined and Disney World's lack of guests. Yeah, The on-site entertainment, nice weather, restaurants would make it an ideal place to quarantine athletes for an extended period of time. Um, The league is also looking at other venues like Las Vegas um, because Vegas is kind of a similar thing. You know, you've got hotels, you've got sports stadiums, um, restaurants, all the things that could keep these guys happy. Uh, Maybe people too, uh, Vegas. (laughs) The NBA, though, is no stranger to Disney World, so it would make sense. Just last year, the NBA Experience opened at Disney Springs in the location that formerly housed the Disney Quest Indoor Interactive Theme Park. According to Disney's website, the NBA Experience provides a state-of-the-art experience, including interactive games and competitions, immersive experiences, a restaurant, and a retail store. So the NBA already partnering with Disney and now the need for some facilities, I think this could happen. Oh, and maybe well, it can. It should. That's true. So, What do you think the odds are that Disney buys, like, the NBA? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Everyone's sort of devalued right now. Right. I wonder what the odds are. And probably very long. No one has cash. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but are there rules about... Well, I guess probably not. I didn't know, like, if they if they own ESPN, can they technically own what know. they're brought? Like, I don't know. How does that work? Like, if yeah. Who knows? Everything's so intertwined these days. That's true. Well, that's interesting. That's a good solution. And I think it would be a good um, sort of a test venue to have, you know, a, a large mass of people in the hotels and, you know, get the kind of uh, the grease on the wheel, so to speak, again. 
yeah, I like the idea that they just aren't sitting there empty, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that does and that would help you. me fall asleep. That's true. That's why you've. Uh, that's why you're looking very tired right now. Yeah, I'm not sleeping. No, you're. You look fine. You look fine. Well, you know what, uh, Jeremy, you talk about Diz Twitter a lot. I do. I spend yeah. a fair amount of time on Diz Twitter. <laughs> uh, well, Diz Twitter was in a tizzy, and uh, maybe you caught some of this, maybe you, uh, maybe you didn't. But Twitter, as we all know, is a, a black hole of outrage and cat memes. And when, it, <laughs> and when it's not bleeding about the latest non-issue, there can be some pretty fun stuff that goes on over there. The official Disney Plus Twitter account just had a rough lesson in precisely this as it attempted to bring something of a condensed version of terms of service contracts to its followers. On Twitter? Yeah. Oh, they got they did the terms of service and then Twitter went berserk. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, on April 27th, which honestly seems like a week ago, but it was only like three days ago, uh, Disney Plus tweeted out that they were asking for fans to share their favorite memory of the Star Wars saga... And to use the hashtag May the 4th. Are you familiar with the May the 4th hashtag and that whole like Star Wars celebration thing, Jer? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I thought it was cheesy. I mean, but that's Twitter. Someone, May the 4th be with you. Like, I get it. It's a little lispy joke on May the 4th be with you. Mm -hmm. I just, and I was dumb. And then um, it just sort of caught on too much. And then everyone's like, hey, (laughs) May the 4th. Be with you. And like, yeah, no, I I get it. I understand what day it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, but that, you know, that's cool, whatever. The May the 4th thing has been around the internet for years before Disney acquired Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise, so it's not abnormal for a tweet like this to be sent. You know, where Disney goes, oh, well, now that we own Lucasfilm, we sort of absorb all the sort of weird internet Star Wars celebrations at the same time. Uh, But what is abnormal is the follow-up tweet to the, hey, basically it was like, share your favorite uh, Star Wars memory and, you know, we might use it in the thing. Uh, use hashtag May the 4th. Directly after that, the tweet says, by sharing your message with us using hashtag May the 4th, you agree to our use of the message and your account name in all media and our terms of use here and then linked to Disney's terms of use page, which is about 6,500 words of legal crap. <laughs> so, like, some boomer at the Twitter uh, on Disney Plus has no idea. It, it, to me, that makes it makes no sense. It, that's that's just sort of an internet faux pas, but especially like a Twitter faux pas. Twitter's more like you're just hanging out with everybody, and then suddenly someone comes in a suit and says, "Like, well, you, you know, read this first before you do the thing that you've been doing the whole time." Right. That's very strange. It is. Needless to say, this sent everyone into a tizzy online because it sort of reads like anyone using the hashtag is bound by the terms of service set by Disney, which is not legally legal. Like you can't do <laughs> you can't do that. Right? Like, do they even have that power? No, because it's I just would... it's just a hash. Like, it's not a thing owned by Disney. It's not their IP. It's not their. It, you can't own a hashtag. Right. And like, well, so, you use this, so now you give us the right. And part of the uh, part of the issue, you know, from like copyright people and, and, and legal people online or whatever, was like, you you can't you can't uh, assume that people have read a contract. You can't proactively, not proactively, but you can't apply a contract to everybody who interacts with your thing because you cannot assume that they've read the whole thing. 
You know what I mean? Because right. if you don't, if you don't, you if you're not replying to that stupid tweet, but you use hashtag May the Fourth be with you, um, it just in an unrelated thing, people thought that it was going to sort of be some catch-all with Disney, and Disney does have sort of a history of being very aggressive with copyright law and IP and stuff like that. So people were like, what's going on? What is this? What is happening? Why is grandpa coming in and ruining our good time? Right. And so, okay. But like, so did anybody, like, obviously just Twitter got mad, but did anyone with any credentials come on and say like, okay, you guys actually have no leg to stand on with this besides (laughs) besides you? Um, I'm sure they did. Um, They had a a flurry of negative feedback and, uh, you know, unfunny comments to Disney plus, which is sort of what happens on Twitter. Um, And then Disney plus hours later issued a clarification stating, quote, the above legal language applies only to replies to this tweet using hashtag May the 4th and mentioning at Disney+. Plus. I still don't think that that works. No, I don't think you can. Uh, in this article I was reading, they were talking to someone, they're like, yeah, you, you can sort of do that because it, then at that point it's reasonable. Because if, let's say, like, I reply, use the hashtag, and you know, say I my favorite Star Wars moment was you know when I got scared as you know as a little guy watching the Rancor scene in Return of the Jedi, which is real. Um, and then Disney Plus uses that, and then I go, well, you should pay me for that. You can't just use my stuff. Then they can go, well, you know, you 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 had to have known about our terms of service because in order to see our tweet, you had to see our follow up tweet or some something like that. Which I still don't believe that's how Twitter works, but that's how... I, I, I agree. Know. I would think it, it's owned by Twitter, not Disney. Right. Right. And there are some... Uh, this It sort of gets hairy uh, from, from sharing other people's social media content on other websites. Like, uh, I think it was a Supreme Court ruling. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it was a Supreme Court in a state. But anyways, where you can legally share embed someone's like content from Instagram onto your website that's legal but f- but doing it from Twitter isn't or something like that where there's a there's sort of a disconnect between what's legal and what's not per platform without okay. attributing con- it's it's screwy it's a whole thing social media is sort of blown up what it means to actually own content Right, because if you put it out there, generally you're just, the the expectation is well anybody can interact with it at any time because it's, it's out there it's it's in the public, right? Yeah, apparently not. So Disney, from my understand, the first time they're trying to apply a TOS agreement to replying to their Twitter, which is sort of bullcrap. I I don't yeah. like that. It feels gross. Um, it makes you know slightly more sense, but it's still sort of against, you know, the general vibe of Twitter where sharing, screenshotting, and embedding tweets can sometimes replace actual journalism, depending on the website you look at. It comes off as a bit of a boomer-esque thing to do, but Disney is sort of ran by that age group, so it's sort of understandable. Disney is known for their itchy trigger finger when it comes to defending their IP, but taking it to Twitter is new ground and really freaked people out. I'm freaked. Right? Well, you don't care. I mean, I don't I wouldn't care either. Like if someone you if they reused my tweet, right? That's really cool. Who cares? That's what I'm hoping for. Right. Well, and and so nobody's going to try to go after them and sue them, but they're trying to be so overly protective that it comes off as 
not understanding the technology or the reason for the technology. And that comes off as, as not very genuine. And that's, I think, why people got more upset than anything. It's like, who are you to come into our playground? It's right. like when Don't. I go on the swings and the kids try to throw rocks at me to get me out of them. Like, I'm just trying to swing, dude. Get out of here. Right. Well, it is. It's supposed to be an open forum, a, a free sharing of information and ideas. Things are supposed to get retweeted and hashtagged. And that's why all these things exist. The reason the hashtag exists is so that it will get copied many times. You follow that hashtag. Um, so to come on and do that just seems <laughs> right. really really strange yeah it's either disingenuous or it's a lack of understanding yeah you know i i i sort of uh understand this though because Mm -hmm. something similar something along these lines happened to me i was a victim of this a a victim well not really a victim oh but i was involved do you want to know the story i would love to know the story well once upon a time someone someone messaged me and said, oh, have you seen this? And sent me a link. And it was Disney basically posted. It was run Disney. And they were promoting an event. Or, you know, like, oh, sign up here. We're doing this, whatever. And the picture was me holding up my medal. <laughs> and I'm like, they're using me as like their... I don't look good at the end of a race. Oh, well, you look like a runner. at the end and I was like... Yeah. All red-faced like, and blotchy. Come, join, come yeah. run, run Disney. And I With was like, this, guy. this is peculiar. Why did they pick me? Yeah. But, and then I was like, are they even allowed to do this without paying me? But then you realize, yes. like, they, I was on their property. They put signs up that say, like, this could be used, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole thing. It's in your contract when you, sign up, when you sign up for the yeah. race. Yeah. I mean, if you so look. It, like, oh, my God. Next time, if you ever want to get freaked out, look at, your, look at the uh, service agreement on the back of your ticket. You can't do anything at the park without Disney's consent, essentially. You're not allowed to, like, if you're an annual pass holder. So, you know, uh, my friend uh, and I shot this video for Coveyors, like just a promo video at the park a couple years ago. And it looked cool and, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, later on, someone was like, hey, if you actually want to, like, get into D23 as Coveyors or, like, maybe potentially sell the cover or sell the, the company or whatever. You should take that shit down because they can actually re- revoke your passport because you're not allowed to use any photos taken at the park for publicity for your own business. Uh, well, right, that's a problem. Right. Well, as like a, as like an ad, right? So you're not allowed to like do photo shoots or whatever. But people do all the time. And that's the that's the the sort of weird vagueness of it all, where Disney could go after you, but they might not. Also, at the same time, everyone gets away with it until they don't get away with it. And I think that's right. sort of related to the Twitter outrage. It's like, well, you're saying you own my tweet? You can't own my it's my tweet, right? It's hmm. weird, dude. Well, this is very interesting. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got too. Okay. Well, hey, let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's we gotta, go. we gotta nice. find something to do, Jeremy. We gotta find something to do together. We gotta find a, a quarantine show for ourselves. You're the idea man. Yeah, I know. I'm just, so I'm just, I'm just an executor. Busy. So busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. Um, we might have a new show coming to the network. Well, you were telling me about this on our Instagram live. That's exciting. Yeah, so I, t- I sent the, the e- an email to the boys 
Um, and they, you know, they're kind of into it. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it, it's I'm excited about it because it's I don't have to do anything except write a blog post about it, like on our website, and I'll just link it to their link. I don't have to edit any shows. I don't have to have any input in anything. I don't have to sit and right. figure out any sort of topics to do. I don't have to do anything. So I'm very excited about that. Except right, just, you just get to kick back like the mogul that you are. Yeah. You're gobbling up businesses. You're like, you're, you're mergers and acquisitions. That's right. You know, this is going to, my fear is that you're going to turn into like Disney and you just buy stuff and you don't make any original good content. That's my fear. That's right. Well, um, <laughs> I hope, I hope that's the case. No. Jeremy, I really do. Anyway, so um, I'll be making an announcement on that, uh, you know, probably next week. I don't know, once we hammer everything out, but uh, I'm excited about it. Those contracts are (laughs) watertight. Right, I'll just tweet them forever and ever. (laughs) I don't know, we need some good Star Wars. It's a Star Wars uh, podcast, and we need some good Star Wars content since my nephew, you know, now technically works for Marvel, so he can't talk about it. Right, yeah, you need to get something new. Yeah. Talk about that side of the of things because we've got the parks covered. That's right. Uh, Kristen is in the chat. Uh, man, I always miss the show. Please email the Patreon supporters. I'd like to join it. Yeah, you're you're right. This is one show that I sort of don't pay attention to uh, telling everybody. I here's what I need. Here's honestly what I need, and it's partially laziness. But, let me turn the stupid here. Stop. Stop with the fucking out friggin. Excuse me. Um. I, I need I need somebody to do that shit for me stuff. I, I'm just I'm so bad at it. I have so many things going on and and I just I, f- I forget all the time. I, I I need to pay somebody to do that. I need I need social media people. I need uh, someone to take care of all the planning and stuff like that. It's just that's I'm I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. Yeah, that's all. Well, I forgot that we do this live now. So I'm in the habit yeah. of like if I if I come on the main show, I will usually tweet it, put it on Facebook like, hey, I'm dropping by, blah, blah, blah. But um, because I want the people to tune in live. But I always like we've only done this live twice now. So I'm not I'm not in the yeah. mode of, oh, right. Like we're going to be. So we I think we both have to get a little bit better about that. Yeah, absolutely. But we will. You know, that's true. It's yeah. a journey. It's just, yeah, no, I, I need a, a hand-holding, so to speak, yeah. in that whole regard. I just, I just do. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. We're, we're, we're figuring it out over here. But so, sorry, Kristen. I know that uh, we should be doing better than that, especially to our Patreon people, our Patreon lads. And, Kristen uh, said lasses. she's going to send you extra cash. I know. I'm excited about that. I'll definitely take that. Uh, she says other shows have ways to send extra cash during live shows. Here's my. See, uh, do you want me to just get, put my PayPal in the chat? I mean, I'm fine to do that. Well, I thought about this. There are there are um, things where like you can tip. It's like yes. a virtual tip jar, and and I thought about it, but okay, this is this is a perfect example of why I need management or I I need I need help with this kind of stuff because instantly I think that that's a terrible idea. I think it's cheesy, but. If other people are doing it and nobody else thinks it's cheesy, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm my own barrier to doing what other people either are doing or, or, or want to do, like Kristen's saying. So I don't, 
I, 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 this is what I need. I, I need somebody to be like, you're being stupid. This is what we're doing. And I'll go, okay, I'm just, look, I'm just a talent. <laughs> I don't know. It's just right. weird, man. It's weird to me. I think it's, ha- I think it's how you do it. I think you have to be delicate with it. I think if, you, if we're sitting here and we're in, in the first 10 minutes of the show is us yeah. just talking about ways to give money. Yeah. We even get to, then that's going to be a bit out of place. But I think if you go like, hey, don't forget to hit the tip jar and then move on with life. I love money, Kristen. I love money. That would, uh, that I need happen. money. But I guess I go like, okay, you know, our sponsors pay us money. I I guess I would rather you support our sponsors. But then I want money also. I want money from everybody. I'm a breadhead. Is <laughs> yes, yes, you are. I really am. I like money. I'm not like obsessed. I've never with heard it, of that word, breadhead. I got it from a BBC comedy called The Young Ones, which is oddly enough a red dwarf is a BBC comedy. But yeah, Neil, he's a big hippie. He's a big, you're breadhead, and I thought that was the best. I thought it was funny. So it's like mm-hmm. now I've I've had that in my head for like 20 years. I didn't know you were so into Britcom. I am, but only the really good ones, like The Young Ones, <laughs> Red Dwarf, and The League mm-hmm. of Gentlemen. I've never heard of any of those things. And you wouldn't like any of them. I'm sure I wouldn't. No, you would not like any of them at all. <laughs> yeah, Kristen, you know, I'll look into that. I, I, you know, honestly, I really appreciate you um, bringing that up in the chat because I, I legitimately, and I, here's another dumb story, and then we'll go because I, I tend to ramble too much and I apologize. But like I'm in market, I do marketing and social media and stuff for other companies and, and I'm the worst at it because I go, I see what other people are doing and I go, that sucks. That's stupid. You're pandering. You're whatever. Like I've been ranting about it for a couple of years about Disney, but it's what's effective, but I just don't like it. And so then I don't do it. That's why I, I, I just, I need to offload it all and to, to have somebody who will do it, do it. Right. That's what, because that's how we're going to grow. I just don't have, I'm not, I'm my own worst enemy with a lot of stuff. Hmm. Well, don't don't you have anyone who wants to be like an intern? Well, I had a couple of interns, and they don't do anything. Yeah, that's an odd internship program. Well, what I want—I mean, that's not true. <laughs> Bernie, man, you're great. Um, but what I really need for like social media is for people to engage. I need people to get on uh, this Twitter and and talk to people, get on Instagram and follow people and and communicate with other people and and get on other pages and talk and like that kind of thing that I'm. 100% not interested in doing. I'm first of all, I'm too old to do it. I don't know what the kids think are cool, and I don't have time to do it. I'm just not I'm not engaged online enough. I'm too uh honestly too self-centered. <laughs> like if I'm not tweeting okay. about myself or whatever, I just I'm an, I'm uninterested in it. But I know that we need that to communicate with people. So I feel like you are so in tune with the young kids of today. I am. I'm online a lot. I don't know. I'm well, hip. then why do you say that you don't know what they're interested in? Uh, as far as like Diz Twitter, like the like what I'm not going to do is go on Diz Twitter. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to engage with other podcasts or, um, you know, if like, you know, fans comment or whatever, I'll like a comment, I'll reply and whatever. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out and actively search for, for those things, which is what you need to do in a social media environment. I, I just not good at it, which is why I don't do it for a living anymore. Yeah, you got to make polls. People right. like to answer a poll. I yeah, find. yeah. See, Rob, you know the young ones, man. God, I love that show. That's so good. No, All right. That's great. All right. Well, 
Look, I love everybody. I love you, Jer. <laughs> I love our I love listeners. You too, Jace. Uh, Kristen, thanks again. I appreciate that. All right, we're yeah, going to get out of here finally. Um, I think we're recording Ears Up, the main show next week. I think we'll do a corn tiki room eventually at some point soon. So stay tuned for that. And uh, if you want to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash ears up. And you can sign up for as little as a buck a month, I think. It's really not bad at all. It helps keep the light on. Um, if you want access to the secret show, you can do that as well. That's at the $5 a month level. And then you want some cool photos or whatever that you know increases. And that's how Patreon works. But that's really great. Support our uh, sponsors, our good friends, 21stamendment.com if you're into good craft beer, uh, concierge.com if you're into going to the parks at all and getting a 100% free concierge service. Check them out. Jeremy, spectroradio.us. I love it. I love yeah. the site. It's my favorite site. I relaunched site. it today. New website. You did that? Oh, man. I, I bit the bullet. I'm going to go look at it. I'm going to go look at it right now gaze at it. It's gorgeous. (laughs) I will. All right, Jeremy, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you later.